This is TCE number 37. When is the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary? TCE stands for Theology and Current Events. Hello, my name is Father David Nix. This is the Padre Peregrino podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't. We know that before Christ returns in glory, the end of the world, there will be the final apostasy, the final persecution, and the conversion of many, probably not all, many Jews to the Catholic faith. Now, in TC number 36, I kind of gave an argument why I think we can check those off of the list. 36 was called, All Flesh Will See the Salvation of God. So I kind of gave an argument why it does look like Jesus may return soon. What does this have to do with the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Well, the one I did in the last video, the view I held in the last video, kind of suggests that the only triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the only one, will be tantamount to the end of the world, the return of Christ, the general judgment. Well, how can that be? People might say, well, that's not true to Fatima. Well, the people who think we're at the end, their rebuttal of that would be, Mary said, in the end, my heart will triumph. Well, (laughs) what if the end is, well, truly the end, in the end, my heart will triumph. Um, In other words, we're approaching the end of the world. And yeah, spare me the line that we don't know the day or the hour. Of course, I believe nobody knows the day or the hour when Christ returns. But Jesus wouldn't have given us Matthew 24 if he didn't want to have us to have some idea of these signs and symptoms of the end of the world. Okay, but today's podcast, today's video is going to be um, a little bit more traditional because a lot of traditional Catholics out there look to the seven ages of the church. And I'm going to show how this dovetails with the message of Fatima and the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary that would really suggest um, we're probably not super close to the end of the world, but kind of close, as you're going to hear a little bit later. So, um, you know, most traditional Catholics, they hold the teaching of a 17th century German priest named Father Bartholomew Holzhauser. Father Bartholomew Holzhauser, he taught about the seven ages of the church. And if we look at it, it becomes very, very, very obvious to anyone with eyes that we are on the threshold between the fifth and the sixth age of the church if we're not at the very end. Um, Now, if you think this sounds wacky, remember Venerable Holzhauser, he is a Venerable of the Catholic Church, as in on his way to canonization. And he's outlined these seven ages of the church. So let's look at these seven ages of the church to see why we may not be at the end of the world, but very close to the next pope consecrating Russia for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and an era of peace. Now, remember, and I know this, if you're thinking this, Venerable Holzenhauer in the 17th century. Obviously, he didn't know about Russia going communist in a couple, in 100 years after that or 200 years after that. He didn't know of Our Lady of Fatima a few hundred years in the future. But I am going to show how his seven ages of the church line up with Fatima after we briefly go through the seven ages of the church. Okay, number one is the status seminavitus. That means the seminal status or age. So the seminal age of the church, that was from 30 to 70. These were the apostles. And this was from Christ's, um, Christ's life, passion, and resurrection through the life of the apostles um, until Pope Linus and Emperor Nero. So this is the seminal age of the church. First age of the church is the seminal age of the church, 30 to 70 AD. Number two is status irrogativus. And this is the age of the martyrs from about 70 AD to 330 AD. Third stage of the church is the status illuminativus, the illuminative age. And this is the doctors of the church age from 330 AD to 800 AD. And Venerable Holtenshauser puts this from Pope Sylvester to Leo III. Then we have this wonderful one called, fourth is status pacificus, that is 
the pacified status or the pacified age, the peaceful age. This was the age of Christendom from 800 AD to 1500 AD. And um, the venerable priest puts this from Leo the 13th to Leo the 10th. Okay, now listen closely to the fifth because this is kind of, this appears to be a very long stage of the church because um, venerable Bartholomew put himself in this age and most traditional Catholics who've studied this a lot more than me, they put us in this fifth stage. This is the status afflictionis et purgativus. This means the age of affliction and purgation started around 1517, and the venerable priest who wrote this says this is essentially the, era, the age of heresy and decline. And this goes from Leo X, Pope Leo X, to the advent of a strong ruler or monarch and a holy pope. We're going to come back to this age. Okay, sixth age, which most traditionalists think we're on the cusp of, but not there yet. This is the status consolationis. This is the age of consolation or triumph. And this is from the Holy Pope until the Antichrist. And then the seventh age of the church is the status desolationis, the age of desolation. This is the Antichrist, this is the end of the world, but it ends in Christ's glorious return and the general judgment. Okay, so let's apply this to today. As I said before, there's traditional Catholics who study this a lot more than me, people who came before me, and they place us in this 20th and 21st century in the fifth age of the church, that is the age of affliction and purgation. And they admit this is a time of great heresy. Well, strangely, that's kind of a relief to know this was prophesied. And I think there is a lot of evidence that we're here at the end of the uh, end of the fifth age, the end of the age of heresy and decline. And I personally believe that if we're not at the end, I kind of gave the argument when we are in the last one, I really don't know. But if we're not at the end, then it makes a lot of sense to me that we're in this fifth period of the church. And I kind of fear that this fifth age of the church has been greatly protracted to our own detriment, greatly protracted due to the fact that no popes appropriately consecrated Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary like Our Lady asked. Okay, now let's look at how Fatima gels with Holzhauser's Seven Ages of the Church. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima said, In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me. It will be converted. And a certain period of, pre of peace, excuse me, and a certain period of peace will be granted to the world. In Portugal, the dogmas of the faith will always be kept. Now, that last line was a mystery, but it was actually a conditional statement. Um, Sister Lucy, in her convent, was reported by numerous holy nuns to say, Mary made it clear that was a conditional statement, that Portugal would only keep the faith if they didn't legalize abortion. I wrote a blog post on this. You can go find it. My friend actually found all this stuff for me, and um, I'm very convinced by it because Portugal has not kept the faith and it makes a lot of sense what the nuns claim. Sister Lucy said that this was a conditional statement from Our Lady that Portugal would only keep the faith if abortion wasn't legalized. Well, abortion was legalized in Portugal, and they're really no better than the rest of Europe. Okay, now let's get back. Let's get back to this threshold between the fifth and the sixth age of the church, because this is pretty fascinating. Um, the point is that Venerable Holzhauser predicted it would get really, really bad at this level of heresy and decline. And he writes about. Um, he writes about this very specifically, and this is what he says is going to come after that in the sixth age of the church. Pretty exciting stuff. Quote, the sixth age of the spirit starts with the powerful monarch and the holy pontiff as previously mentioned and will last until the appearance of the Antichrist. This sixth epoch of the church, the time of consolation, begins with the holy pope and the powerful emperor and terminates with the reign of the Antichrist. 
The powerful monarch who is sent from God will uproot every republic, he will submit everything to this authority, and he will show great zeal for the true church of Christ. The empire of Mohammedans will be broken up, and the monarch will reign in the east as well as in the west. Now, he wrote that. It was a direct quote from him. He wrote that in the 17th century. And notice those words, time of consolation. Well, that should remind you exactly of what Our Lady of Fatima said about this period of peace. She said, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and she shall be converted, and a period of peace will be granted to the world. In Portuguese, that last line is... um, Por fim, o meu imaculado coração triunfará. O Santo Padre consagrará-me à Rússia e se, que se converterá. E será concedido ao mundo algum tempo de paz. Algum tempo de paz is literally some time of peace. There's a, there's a limitation to it. So it would suggest, not the end of the world, it would suggest a period of peace. Namely, that sixth era um, of the church. Algum tempo de paz is some time of peace, literally. That would probably be the sixth age of the church that we enter if we tried to line Fatima up with Venerable Holzhauser. And then we have the final age of the church, which would include the Antichrist and the glorious return of of Christ himself. But I believe this sixth age of the church, if I remember correctly, this era of peace or consolation, that was said to only last about a hundred years or so, uh, whether by Venerable Bartholomew or the people who interpret him. So it's a relatively short period. So here's the thing. Either way, Whether you lean towards my last TC, number 36 on, we're kind of wrapping this up quickly, uh, on the planet and Jesus is going to return in our lifetimes, kind of suggested that in 36, or you take the more measured approach of TC 37 right here, where we have two more ages of the church, either way, we are at the 11th hour in darkness before the light comes. So stay in sanctifying grace at all costs. God bless you.